Prince with good books, true stories, beautiful songs. until we get to heaven, or Jesus comes again, I believe imagination is incredibly important to knowing and loving the Word of God. When I first went into seminary, I was absolutely captivated by reading about the background of the biblical world. What would it have looked like and sounded like? What would have been going on during those times, because the text doesn't always tell us. This song about Eve was the first of many I wrote from the perspective of someone who was there in the biblical time. I've often wondered about Eve, and Adam too, what it must have been like to be responsible for the fall of mankind. What must that have done to them in the years, the centuries that they lived after their first mistake. And Eve especially, because she was the first to reach for the fruit. She was the first to taste it. I recently read the novel Eden by Brennan McPherson, and he portrays the eating of the fruit of the tree of knowledge and good and evil in a very interesting way. When they bite into it, he describes it as being coppery, like blood, and then oily as it went down. See, because Eve, and eventually Adam, fell for the deception of the serpent, they came to believe, at least partially, that when they ate of that fruit, they would become God's equals. They would become wise, they would become mature and brave, but the opposite happened. They ate of that fruit, and the forbidden knowledge that they received almost destroyed their relationship with each other and with God. They ran and hid themselves and wove fig leaves together because... They were ashamed. They were ashamed of themselves and they were ashamed of each other. And ultimately, they were afraid of the God who made them and loved them. Because they realized they were completely exposed in their sin and in their wickedness. The tree was so beautiful.
a real awareness of the fact that they were naked. But I do think it was more than that as well. No, they weren't wearing any clothes, and they never had been. But many scholars believe they might have been clothed with light or with God's glory in some other way. The fact that they had the need to hide from each other and the eyes of God tells me that they really were stripped of something, some other form of clothing. If you think about their walk with God, they were in the presence of God in a way that none of us have ever been. When Jesus was on the earth, his disciples walked with him, but it was different because it was in the midst of a fallen world. And so Eve had to realize that ultimately she was not only responsible for the sin, the illness, the evil that was entering into the world, but also the departing of the presence and the glory of God. And I cannot imagine what that would do to someone's spirit. throughout the years, Eve is often portrayed after the fall as being either unbearably self-pitying or incredibly bitter against God for casting her and Adam out of Eden. One noteworthy exception that I found is a novel called Flight to Eden, it's biblical fiction by Douglas Hurt. And in this book, Eve is portrayed near the end of her life. And she knows what is soon to come. She's aware that the flood will be coming soon if there is not repentance. She has looked back across her life she has seen the first man ever born into the world, Cain, become a murderer and murder her other son, Abel. She has seen violence break out in the world. And in this particular portrayal, she has outlived Adam. And she speaks of the pain and the bitterness that fills her life, but she is not bitter toward anyone. She believes herself alone to be at fault. And the wisdom and the humility with which she was portrayed truly inspired this song a few years back. Because I realized that she was probably a lot like you and I. We like to think about Adam and Eve as 
being more sinful, that somehow we would have been any better. But for those of us who have a conscience, who know the difference between right and wrong, we know what it does to us when we hurt someone, when we sin. And if Eve is anything like us, which I believe she was, that would have to be magnified on a scale that we can't even imagine. I can't imagine the nightmares that you would be having, the waves of sorrow that would come over you, and how humbly you would go before God if you realized that you were the first to take of the forbidden fruit, to set the world on its evil course. And I think one thing we can learn from Eve is that we would have done no better than she would. None of us in the human race, other than Jesus Christ, could say that we would have been sinless, that we would have been better. And that realization should not only make us view Adam and Eve more gently, but it should also help us to go more humbly before God and to realize all the evil that we are capable of, and yet the mercy that he still gives us. of the gospel because God promises Eve that one of her descendants will come and he will crush the serpent's head but his heel will be bruised and the entire Bible is then telling the rest of that story but we forget how that hope must have haunted Adam and Eve. Their first son was named Cain. That is, the man. Eve says, I have gotten a man from the Lord. He probably was raised to believe that he was that man who would crush the serpent's head. Probably raised to be something that he wasn't, either put under tremendous pressure 
or treated as someone almost divine, or maybe both. But I'm sure at some point it became clear, oh, Cain is definitely not the one who can defeat the deceiver. And so when Abel was born, his name was not actually Abel, but Kevel. It means wind or vanity. It should reflect the frustration that Eve must have felt that it hadn't happened yet. But it would be several thousand years before the fulfillment would come. And yet all of Old Testament history is the preparation for the Messiah. It is God building toward his ultimate fulfillment of that promise. And ultimately, it is what makes so many scholars talk about the blessed fall, the fortunate fall or sin, because without that fall, God would not have revealed himself in the way he did with Jesus Christ. He would not have sent his son to die and rise again for us. He would not have been glorified in the way that he has been for us. We're told that we will sing a song that the angels can't sing. Because there were fallen angels. Satan, that old serpent, being the first and the most wicked of them. But that redemption did not apply to them. What he did was for us to crush the head of the one who tempted our first parents so long ago, to defeat him and ultimately to promise there will come a day when that head will never, never rise again and the world will be made new. But because of the work of Jesus Christ, it will be even better than Eden. And I have to believe that Adam and Eve looked forward to that day, though they didn't understand it. That they came to understand they would not set foot in Eden again. But that the world would be made like Eden, better than Eden. And that the Lord would walk with all humanity again. I believe they looked forward to it. And we still look forward to it today. We remember and we pray for that day to come. And for all things to be fulfilled once and for all. That the serpent's head will never rise. Baby.